0: you there god It's it's us Sid king and becca stevenson
1: welcome to good girls gone sad the podcast where we answer the questions what made you good and what makes you sad today we have a very special episode it is the second ever episode of the good girl glossary So exciting. Um, We are compiling a list of things that we think make good girls who they are today. And a lot of those come from our childhood. They're very silly and very fun. And we just want this to be a space where everybody can bring in their own unique items to the Good Girl Glossary. And um, we can build it out accordingly. So very excited to hear your submissions today, Sid.
0: I'm excited to submit. There's one that we've been talking about. Should I dive right in?
1: Yes, but I do, I have to tell a good girl story. Okay, yes, of course. <laughs> Before we get started. Um, it's not that interesting, so we might cut it out. But I um, I do mobile order pickup at Starbucks often. And so I was going to Starbucks and... Um, I walked up and I saw that my food was ready, but my drink wasn't there. And I was like, oh, no, what happened? So I waited for like probably 15 minutes, like very long time, just standing there waiting, watching other people get their drinks. Meanwhile, a man gets his tea that he ordered and it was iced and it was supposed to be hot. And he just holds it up and goes, this was hot. And she goes, oh, sorry, like, we can throw that away, whatever. And I was like, wow, I wish I had like one fourth of that ability to correct. And then I get in the line, I wait in the line. And then I'm like, hi, um, I ordered for mobile pickup. And they were like, are you Rebecca? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, we watched a woman t- steal your drink. I'm so sorry, you should have said something. And I was like, well, um, OK, they're like, I knew it wasn't hers. She just picked it up and was like, I think this is mine, but it doesn't have my name. And she left, and we were like, that wasn't hers. So we've just been waiting. It for you. <laughs> I was like, cool. I'm glad I stood here for 15 minutes waiting for my drink when you're like, all you had to do was come up and say, I'm Rebecca. My drink's not here. Anyway, beautiful moment. I think we became friends. I was like, it's no worries at all. I'm not in a hurry. Like, let me <laughs> let me just try to make you like me as I get my Starbucks coffee.
0: Um, yeah, Becca was texting me about this as it was going down and I was like, truly no worries. Lilo and Stitch is on cable. I'm happy to just sit here and watch Lilo and Stitch until you get back.
1: I'm most surprised that you have cable out of all of those statements.
0: (laughs) It's YouTube TV.
1: Oh, yeah, I have that too, I guess.
0: Yeah, so like I can watch live television. And so all day on Freeform, they're showing like Disney movies. So it was Tarzan and then it was Lilo and Stitch. And I was like, Amazing.
1: That's amazing. I might have to have a little Disney movie marathon myself. I'm feeling a little tired from the wine I had last night.
0: Oh, fair enough. Mm-hmm. The thing is, it's it's really great to... um. It's really great when you don't have to decide what Disney movie you're watching. Like, when it's just decided for you, it's a very refreshing feeling. But I'm a huge cable girl.
1: Yeah, deciding deciding on movies is one thing that really stresses me out. And it really bothers Michael, because he's like just say what you want to watch. And I'm like, I don't know what I want to watch. What if I want to watch a rom-com, but then I start watching it and I decide I don't want to watch a rom-com, but like I have to finish it if I start it. And he's like, this is an anxiety I cannot relate to. Just pick what you want to watch. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sorry my Starbucks story actually wasn't good as I started talking about it, but you know, in the moment it felt really, <laughs> it felt really real. It's
0: very, it's very relatable though. Like I, But the courage and conviction to be able to do that
1: Well, I have to say, um, earlier we were talking about, um, someone, we were talking about a person and, um, her very bold choices in, uh, photos that she puts on the internet. Let's say that. And Sid said in all sincerity that she admires her courage and conviction. And I was like, courage and conviction is the most Christian thing you've ever said in your entire life. That is like, oh my God, (laughs) you are straight from my youth group or something the courage and conviction
0: in this season of her life is very (laughs) admirable
1: yes she she has a heart she's a heart for hot pictures (laughs) yes she has a heart for thirst traps and you know she She just placed
0: that on her heart
1: yeah she has just a big bold heart for thirst traps and we just we love her conviction in that Mm. it's beautiful
0: so shout out to her hope she's doing well
1: I'm sure we will find out on the internet if she's not. Um, cool. I feel like that was vague enough. You know what? We should do. We should get started on the Good we Girl get Glossary. On the
0: Glossary? Yeah. yeah. Do you want to go first, then? I would love to go first, uh, mostly because this is one that we have been talking about. Um, so I'm just going to officially submit into the Good Girl Glossary the blanket rule. Um... <laughs> the blanket um, so- rule. I
1: just learned about this.
0: So for those of you who don't know, the blanket rule is if you are—it um, was pretty much part, primarily a deal—a big deal in high school. Um, but like if you're over at a friend's house um, and. It doesn't have to be just significant others or like romance-wise, but there was no blankets on laps allowed because nefarious things happen under blankets. And the thing is, the parents were not wrong, but one time I was sitting next to my boyfriend at a cast party, I think, and um, the parent of the household came and ripped a blanket off of our laps, ripped it off of our laps and goes, you know the rules, no blankets. And we were just like holding hands underneath the blanket. It was so wholesome, but I was like, I'm exposed. so that's the blanket rule. Some houses had it, some houses did, didn't. My my parents definitely didn't care. But besides that, yeah, the most Christian, most Catholic homes definitely had the blanket rule. And you were saying when I described this to you, you didn't have anything like this.
1: No. Well, also, I can't picture like so. You were in groups of people when the blanket rule was in effect.
0: It's like if you were alone or in a group of people, like it being in a big group does not negate the blanket rule. It's always an effect.
1: (laughs) That's so interesting. So one of my friends from college told me that like in high school, she and her friends used to like get together with their like boyfriends and they would all just like make out in the same room. That is not a feeling I can relate to. And so same thing with the blanket rule. I'm like, I can't imagine what's going on under a blanket when there's other people there.
0: Well, the thing is, I don't think anything really was happening. I think they just made it so it could not. Although, as we know, famously, I thought everyone in my high school was perfect little angels, and I found out later in life that was not the case. So maybe they were, you know. Um, actually, I'm going to save that for my second submission.
1: Okay. Well, I i mean, oh, oh I have to tell the story, though. So when I first found out about the blanket rule from Sid, we were sitting on the subway, and I don't remember how it came up. Do you? Yeah, I have no idea. No, Just just in the way that things happen with Sid, we just started talking about the blanket rule. And this man sitting next to us on the train was just like on his phone and he just starts laughing. And Sid's like, you know the blanket rule? And he's like, oh yeah, I know the blanket rule. And I was like, oh my gosh. And he like looks at me, he's like, it was a thing. It's real. I was like, what? I did not know about it. And honestly, I feel like that like That's the type of rule that I'm like, that makes people want to be dirtier, I think.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Because it's like you would never probably, I don't know, but in a lot of situations, you would never, like, think about that. And so then when parents point it out, you're like, oh, interesting to know. We could be doing things under here.
0: Well, I do think it was instated because they had caught somebody.
1: I'm sure. Yeah.
0: Because, but also, like keep in mind big catholic families all these parents had a lot of kids cycling through their houses so they had seen it all you know and couldn't really get anything past them
1: that's a good point yeah I actually now that we're having this conversation I remember this girl in high school telling me about nefarious activity happening under a blanket on a bus a school bus and she was like or like maybe they were honestly they were I think they were going to like science olympia like it was like just classic, like the nerdiest event you can think of being also the most sexual event of all time. But I just remember her telling that story and being like, isn't that like cool? And I was like, don't repeat that. <laughs> like, if, if that's what you want to do in public places with people's parents on the bus, go for it. But not for me.
0: One time um, we were on our way to, as I've mentioned before, the March for Life. I do not condone that anymore. Um, but I was... My boyfriend was, like, in the seat in front of me because I think you couldn't sit. Like, it had to be, like, you had to sit next to a same-sex person. So he was sitting in front of me, and we, like, held hands <laughs> like this.
1: Oh, <laughs> and he wow.
0: Back, and I reached forward, and we held hands like this for, like, six hours on the bus. And I was like, why was it so important that we were, like, constantly physically touching? And, like, but I still didn't even, we didn't do anything besides kiss. But We were just like it was. It was very, very pride and prejudice.
1: That is interesting. Hmm. We
0: like had a blanket over our hands so nobody knew.
1: So that's what the, the blanket blanket rule was keeping Sid and her boyfriend from holding hands on the bus. Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. Okay, well I definitely um, second your notion to add the blanket rule to the good girl glossary. I'm thrilled to have learned its definition. So thank you for sharing.
0: Bye, 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 bye.
1: I would like to nominate for submission um, Panera Bread. Mm -hmm. So I think that Panera Bread, everything about it, is a good girl's dream. Um, First of all, good girls love carbohydrates until they give them up for Lent. Um, (laughs) Second of all, which actually was another one I was going to do, so maybe I'll save that one for a different episode. Um, Panera Bread is where we had our Bible study when I was in high school. And so you would go early in the morning to Panera, and I would usually get a French French toast bagel, iconic mm-hmm. bagel. And um, you would just sit there with the girls, and you would just, like, open up your little hearts. And there were so many Bible studies happening at the same time, and also, like, meetings. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. the, like, SGA would sometimes have, like, meetings at Panera Bread. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a place for it's a place for adult business, but also child business, which I think was the most important part.
0: It's like basically a like a physical lemonade stand. It's like we, yes. we're taking this so seriously. You knew it was you knew it was real when you went to Panera. You're like, this yep. is serious business. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I think like bread bowls. I feel like we're so important. To good mm-hmm. girls everywhere. Um, once they introduced mac and cheese, that was like a huge game changer for that me. Was game over. Absolutely. I never knew what to get. I always got chicken noodle soup, sometimes in a bread bowl if my mom wasn't there. And then all of a sudden they started having mac and cheese and I was like, iconic addition to the menu. Thank it you so much. Really
0: delicious mac and cheese. I had it I was like in the suburbs for a wedding a few months ago and we all went to Panera and we just like came back and ate the Panera at the Airbnb, like 11 of us and just like sat in silence. We're like, Panera slaps. Like none of us have happened for so long. We're like, Panera's amazing.
1: It's really good.
0: And like everybody got what they needed to get. There was enough variety for everybody. I will, I feel like we cannot bring up Panera without the mention of Martha Midkiff, our good friend. Um, she worked at a Panera in college, and like is one of those but like, was a Panera girl. Like her and her best friend on Friday nights would like be at Panera, and like Amazing. that's a very girl thing. Is like socializing at Panera mm-hmm. instead of like you're not at a party, you're socializing at Panera. And, and- I did that a lot too. And they also had pretty late hours, so we would study there pretty
1: late. I studied there too. There was one. Um- there was one right beside my freshman dorm and I would go there and I would like just crank out like papers all day. And so I would end up eating like mac and cheese, a bagel, a cookie, like over the course of the day. And then I would just keep refilling my Diet Pepsi or whatever it was to be like, oh, that was not the healthiest time of my life. But I did love Panera. I really like their like m M&M cookie. I don't know if you've ever had it.
0: It's very good. I haven't, but I don't. I don't like M&M's in baked goods. Wow. I think it's like, I'm like, just give me a chocolate chip. Why are you trying to do something fancy? I just want a normal chocolate chip. I think fair. I kind of only like peanut m ms I've realized this as an adult.
1: Oh, I do. Peanut m ms are my favorite, but I love, I love an m M&M m cookie. I can't explain it. I think it's a combination of the sugar cookie flavor, but then also chocolate. Mm. I don't know. Anyway. Um,
0: I always get the orange cranberry orange scone I think or like the orange scone because my dad liked them and they made me feel sophisticated
1: I do love a scone I love a scone and they have the cinnamon chip scone wow it's like these names are coming back to me and I haven't been there (laughs) in so long but um oh I forgot too we used to go to Panera after church when the Panera it was like big big
0: energy yes
1: Mm And sometimes we would drive by and the parking lot would be so full and my dad would be like, hell no. And we would go somewhere else and I'd be so upset. So I was like, I gotta go to Panera. I,
0: now that you say that, I remember that my dad's car died in the parking lot of Panera. And like the car was like maybe 10 years old or something. And he goes, when you get out of this car right now, when will be the last time you ever see this car? And my dad's very sentimental like that. He's like, (laughs) oh, I remember the gravity of it. Like I'd never had a car break down. He's like, there's no saving this. The engine just died. So when you get out of this car, it'll be for the last time. Wow. So I came to terms with morality. That's
1: intense. (laughs) I love it. Oh my God.
0: absolutely, I second the inclusion of Panera Bread into the Good Girl Glossary. Amazing. Okay, um, I would like to submit into the Good Girl Glossary, Sophie Shorts rolled once.
1: So the um, white is showing.
0: Right, with the white showing. Yeah. <laughs> um, because like some other girls would roll them twice and that was too much for me. I was like, they're very short and you can see my butt if I do that. So Sophie Shorts rolled only one time. I was a cheerleader, but um, not in, in like back before nike pros like it's like now it's like nike pros exclusively but i was there for like the big sophie short explosion we actually had to wear sophie shorts to practice um we had purple ones we had to wear and i only had like two pairs and they were literally never clean and honestly it was pretty gross um but did you go through a sophie short phase
1: oh yeah i had um specifically i had a pair that said dancer on the butt and i called my dancer butt shorts and, like, one cheek said Dan, and the other cheek said Sir. And I thought that was funny. Like, I just thought it was funny. I wore them to school. I literally wore my Sophie shorts to school when I was a child.
0: You could wear Sophie shorts to school?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as, I mean, in elementary school, I don't feel like they really police your dress code that much. I definitely couldn't have worn them, like, in middle school. but in... you still have,
0: like, fingertip rule. Yeah,
1: maybe we did too. I don't know. I had skinny little legs and I was probably wearing a bigger size than I needed to. Like, <laughs> I'm sure they were pretty long
0: <laughs> down to your knees.
1: Yeah. And then we in middle school, we um had to change for gym. Is this right. Yeah, I think we changed for gym in middle school. And I think you could change into Sophie's. Well, now I'm like, did we? Yeah, I have a, like a vivid maybe it was just in high school that we changed into we changed for gym. Anyway, it actually doesn't matter at all. But <laughs> I just am now like I'm like picturing this girl. I vividly remember this girl started her period for the first time and like wore her Sophie shorts for the rest of the day. And we were all like, You're not allowed to wear those outside of gym and that must have been middle school. That would be a middle school memory.
0: That's that's traumatizing.
1: Yeah. And then somebody was like, Stop saying that, like her she started her period and I was like, Oh no, we should all be very sad for her, obviously. <laughs> This is like a the, mournful moment.
0: <laughs> it was for the very first time she started her period?
1: I think so. I mean, I don't know. We weren't even friends. I just remember being like, why is she wearing her Sophie's? And then All I was right. like, don't draw attention to it. She started her period.
0: That's but high like, drama.
1: There That's- was nothing worse than drawing attention to somebody on their period. Like, you take your purse to the bathroom every single time so that everybody knows that <laughs> girls just take their purse to the bathroom. It doesn't matter if you're on your period or not. You take it every single time. <laughs>
0: Well, we didn't have purse. We like did pencil pouch,
1: mm. we did, like
0: pencil pouch vibes. You took that um, to the bathroom. Yeah, but like they weren't like our actual pencil pouches. Yeah, it was, it was a separate yeah. feminine supply pencil pouch.
1: Yes, interesting.
0: But we like didn't have like a crossbody purse in school was not really a thing.
1: Mm. I had those purses um that are like uh they had like the little disco like like. Like, dangly things all over them. You know what I'm talking about? They were, like, the little spears. What?
0: Like a paillette?
1: I don't know. What is that?
0: They are like, a big sequin.
1: Yeah, I guess so. And they, was like, they like, they hung off it.
0: Was it, like, mesh? Like, knit? Kind of slouchy?
1: Yes. Um I found... I tried to get one for Rachel's 2000's bat mitzvah. Yes. And I couldn't find one. But when I Googled it, I basically was, like... I was, like, shiny. Let me see if I can find it. I was, like, shiny purse from the 2000s and it came up.
0: And then I remember because they also made them in, like, belts. And I would try to tie the belts in my hair. And then, like, they would get stuck in my hair. What a disaster that was.
1: Wait, this one from eBay is only $7. I might have to get it.
0: What color is it?
1: <laughs> it's, like, I'll, I'll chat it to you. It's, like, bronze. Bronze? But then they also Etsy has some. But it's so funny. I I literally googled shiny purse from the two thousands. The things that popped up are these sequin crochet handbags. There are several the ones. Yeah, one team.
0: for seven dollars as well.
1: And then um, Shein, <laughs> Shein is offering me up a, a minimalist baguette bag.
0: Nice. Um, the one that's bronze looks like it's made of pennies.
1: Yeah, it really does. The one that I had was gold.
0: Nice. I think I had a blue one or a pink one.
1: Yeah, these were so important to my youth. Oh my gosh. I can't even.
0: I was definitely a um it's not monogrammed but it was a little purse with your initial initial. I was yeah. a big initial.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From from um oh my god, what is that store? Claire's. It was like brown and pink
0: or limited to.
1: Oh, yeah. I think actually mine maybe was limited too. Mhm. The brown and pink. Yeah. I would add not that to the good girl good. glossary, but I feel like that's just like a Our age memory,
0: right? Exactly. Sophie Shorts rolled one time.
1: Um, Yes, absolutely. Accept that nomination. We love modesty here. (laughs) I do. I do think though. I remember like sometimes rolling twice to be like, I look hot today.
0: I think when I had a crush, I would roll twice. Mm -hmm. Also, then I started at some point putting bike shorts under the Sophie shorts because they kind of exposed your whole ass.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: So So they were just and I had like such a flat butt. It was just like they're loose.
1: Yeah. Well, that's like that seems like a big cheerleader vibe to me in my head, Mm -hmm. like the the spandex under Sophie shorts and maybe volleyball. I feel like maybe I did that on my volleyball team.
0: Oh, yes. Oh yes, I did that too. On my
1: uh for one year.
0: <laughs> my CYO B team. What is that? Um CYO is like all of the Catholic schools league. Oh. Because it's like there was only like 15 kids, so we'd all play against each other. It's like the Catholic Youth Organization or something. So like they did it for all of the sports. Yeah. Um but my B team, because there was an A, B, and C team. We had enough people for that. But my B team was the best in the league.
1: Wow. We beat
0: every single team. So, like, we got we got some kind of special award because we beat every single team in the league in the regular season, and then we lost our second game in the tournament, but we still beat... We were the only team to beat the team that actually won during the regular season, so we were, like, not league champions, but we were, like, league...
1: End of like, people. regular season champions or whatever. Yeah,
0: we, like, we got a banner, and that was really exciting, but it literally said the B team. It's... <laughs>
1: That's really funny,
0: because the a team could overhand serve and we but we would side serve
1: i I couldn't overhand serve and oh. i I did volleyball for like one season, and I think two of the girls on my little rec team played in college like it was I was really thrown into this team of people who had been playing volleyball their whole lives and were quite athletic, mm-hmm. and I was kind of like, wouldn't it be fun to try volleyball?" <laughs> And they were they were in a different level than me. We had, there were some very athletic girls at my high school. And I like always would just be like, wouldn't it be fun to like try soccer? And they're like, wouldn't it be fun to go to the Olympics? <laughs> I'm like, ooh, we do have different attitudes. I don't really care if we win. I just think this is like a good social activity. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, cool. Okay. I'm adding Sophie's Rolled Once to the Good Girl Glossary. I love it. Bye. Um, let's see what I would like to, oh, okay. I would like to add, um, to nominate for submission, performative journaling, preferably outside. (laughs) Um, I think that was very core to my religious upbringing was having a journal and letting everyone know that you had a journal and using it to really like reflect in your thoughts with God and, um, specifically I remember on this one trip that we did that was like a I don't even know how to describe it it was like a it was like a Christian youth conference I guess but it was like they had like crazy music it was like celebrity um priests they're not priests I'm not Catholic celebrity preachers like yeah it was like a big deal like people who's like we like actual famous Preachers like spoke at this conference. It was like a huge thing. And it was also super weird. But um every morning we would go out and spend time a like, quiet time on the beach, because it was in Florida. And we would go spend quiet time on the beach. And like most people would bring their journals and you just kinda like gaze into the sunrise and write in your journal. And I honestly think I have my journal here. So I should probably find it and look through that sometime I see. soon unpack it together. Um, But I just, like, I don't think there was ever, I think I have had a few times in my life that were, like, very stressful, and I was, like, upset about things, and I used, like, journaling was, like, important to me then, but most of the times when I journaled, it was kind of, like, when I was going through a phase of being, like, I'm very Christian now. I'm going to journal about my walk with God, and, like, I, like, I remember I ended one journal, like, one summer when I was at camp, I had, like, every journal entry ended with me, like, having a section on prayer requests. And it was just, like, me (laughs) expressing the things that I was, like, thankful for and wanted to pray for. (laughs) I feel like if I read that, I would not recognize her. Like, she is a person I don't know. And Mm -hmm. probably none of my friends knew her either. She just was like, if I die and someone finds this journal, I want them to know that I love the Lord.
0: (laughs) That's fair. I... Love that for you. I never really journaled. I tried to have like a diary a couple times once again, performative only to mm-hmm. be a girl that had a diary, but I had nothing interesting to say, let alone time to write my thoughts down. They were coming out of my mouth a mile a minute like everyone. <laughs> There was no, <laughs> if I was thinking about something, it was out loud to other people and constant. So I didn't need to really like reflect. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember when I went through like a tough time with my, I remember my high school boyfriend every single time, but I mean, it's, we had such an iconic, it was important. Iconically strange, very like young Christian relationship, but we were like, going through a tough time. And so I just listened to Fix You by Coldplay. Amazing. On, and I was like, I will try to fix you. And I, like, wrote a lot about it. It's, ugh. ugh.
1: You, did you read the Clickbooks when you were younger?
0: Uh, No, because I heard they were, like, a lot of bullying and gossip.
1: Oh, they were 100% bullying and gossip. That's what I they were
0: that, I think one of my friend's parents, like, said it wasn't good. And then I just didn't. And then I was like, no, I'm going to read The Hunger Games because that is, like, post-apocalyptic and that has, like, morals and like and discusses like how the world could easily be like this if we don't take care to blah you're
1: like Hunger Games realistic gossipy middle schoolers not realistic
0: (laughs) I think I was just like it was so so on my high horse where I was like this is dealing with real like real issues people die I don't need to be reading the click books
1: Okay. Well, I will say I read the Clickbooks. I loved, I loved, I loved them. Um, I famously uh, auditioned for the role of Massey in the movie. It was an open audition. You could submit a video. So somewhere out there, there's a video of me auditioning for the role of Massey and my sister. So Massey had this like mannequin that she called her Masseykin and my sister played the role of my Masseykin. So. Epic, epic good time. I wish we had that video. Like, honestly, it's probably somewhere out there and it's probably horrifying, but I like used my parents' bedroom as like my bedroom because I was like, mine is not small or fancy enough. I have to use my parents, but it's like, you know, great grandmother furniture in it. Um, But okay, the point was, Massey in her diary wrote every day the state of the union and she would write what's in and what's out. And so I, separately from my Christian moment, had a journaling moment where I did that and it would be like, what's in like Louis Vuitton purses that my mom won't buy me. What's out, like Sophie's rolled twice like, it was like
0: oh, Sophie's rolled twice. Sophie's rolled once or so what the cool girls are
1: wearing. Yeah. So if you looked at my journal, you would be like, Wow, she's gone through many iterations of herself. She went through this bitchy little mean girl phase. And then she also went through this intensely religious phase. Like cannot cannot figure out who she is.
0: She just wanted to have something, you know? You did. She just wanted to have something. Interesting. Um, I absolutely accept. Oh, performative journaling. I was like, where did we even start? Performative journaling,
1: 100 Preferably outside. Oh, sorry, it's performative preferably, journaling, Yes. Princes preferably outside.
0: Best on the beach.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, okay, I will add that to the Good Girl Glossary.
0: Ba, 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 ba. Entry, I'd like to formally submit watching a lot of Food Network into the Good Girl Glossary. Interesting. Were you not a Food Network early?
1: I wasn't, but tell me more.
0: So I was specifically obsessed with watching Food Network because, you guessed it, they didn't show scary movie commercials. And I was so scared of horror movie commercials, like just the trailers, um, and they never showed those on Food Network. So I watched a lot, a lot of Food Network. And pretty much my whole life, like for the past at least, 16 years of my life, I've like had to fall asleep to the TV. And so they wouldn't show scary movie commercials in the middle of the night. Interesting. But like if I left Nickelodeon on sometimes at Nick at night, they would get a little liberal with like the commercials they were showing. And Disney Channel would just repeat their entire programming block. So I would, I didn't want to watch the same episodes like six times.
1: Uh Very interesting. I did not watch a lot of Food Network when I was growing up, but honestly, I didn't watch a lot of TV. So okay. I wasn't allowed to watch TV except for, like, on Fridays, and I always watched, like, Hannah Montana and or whatever the, you know, Lizzie McGuire or whatever it was at the time in the prime Disney spot on Friday after dance. But other than that, I didn't watch that so much TV, so I can't really relate. But I will say in my first apartment here – in New York, my roommates had the food network on constantly. And we got pretty into it. It was like every time we were in our apartment, we don't really do that in our current apartment because it's just like so small that you can't like be watching TV and have like other stuff going on. But in our first really two apartments, every time I would come home, there was some sort of cooking competition happening and we would really get sucked in.
0: They are really addictive to watch. I also was really into the show Next Food Network Star. It was like American Idol, but for the Food Network. And I That's where that. Guy got his start.
1: Oh, interesting, Guy Fieri. Guy,
0: Guy Fieri, yeah, he like, I think he was like very into grilling or sandwiches, and like that was like he was gonna have a show about like making sandwiches, and or something like that, and then they that's how Dinnershavings and Z- Dive started.
1: Interesting, I did not know that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So I'm a huge guy, Fieri Stan. Ben Ben one for a long time since his first show. So the culmination of this happened when I interned in New York City at Kohl's on the Food Network team. So we go in the test kitchen above Chelsea Market and they would like test out our frying pans in the test kitchens. And I was so excited to be there and the rest of the team had been working on it for years and like did not really care and I was like it was like the most exciting thing that ever happened to me and it's all it's been all downhill from there.
1: That's (laughs) so funny. I knew somebody at my old job I knew somebody who's like girlfriend or something was a like casting agent for the Food Network and I was like how interesting. I'm like so fascinated by like, there's just a world of jobs that you don't know about, which is a whole other conversation. But I'm like, how did you, like, fall into that? Like, anyway, very cool. Um, Well, even though I did not really watch the Food Network growing up, I absolutely support adding it into the Good Girl Glossary. I think also there's just something about children watching adult shows and, like, for educational content that is very Good Girl.
0: Yes. like I also watched a lot of HGTV.
1: hmm a lot of my friends are big HGTV people as well. All right, let's add it in.
0: I'm going
1: to go in a little bit of a different direction. Mm-hmm. I am going to nominate arriving early and circling the block until it's an appropriate time to arrive. <laughs> And this is something that when I moved to New York, I really did, but I used to do it in college and I, um, I used to do it in school. Sometimes I would get there too early and I would just sit in the parking lot for a while, but arriving early and circling the block is something that was very important to me, especially in my early days of my old job. And I would always like get to meetings early and like, nobody got to meetings early. You get to meetings at the exact right time. At my current job, everybody's like two minutes late and that's like the vibe.
0: kind mean, is embarrassing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So especially with Zoom, like I I actually like made a TikTok about this like last year and I was like, Zoom is stressful for me because you have to be like, you can't arrive early and circle the block. So it's like, (laughs) so I feel like I'm always like rushing to like make the time right where I'm not like the absolute first person on the call, but I'm like, don't want to be late and I don't want to have anyone ever wait for me. Um, But when I first started, I guess it was my first day of my internship. I got, I I was staying at the NYU law dorms and got up, got a coffee, like sat at a coffee shop, like collected my thoughts, you know, like got ready. And then I walked over, it was like 15 minute walk. I walked over like probably 45 minutes before we were supposed to be there, circled the block several times, like literally just like went for an exercise stroll, was soaking wet with sweat because it was so hot. And, my sister had been like, I bet the lobby has a bathroom. So if you get there and you're like sweaty and you need to like change shoes or whatever, just go to the lobby and they probably have a bathroom. The lobby did not have a bathroom. I now don't understand what she was talking about. Like never worked in a building with a lobby bathroom.
0: Yeah. I was like, like, are you working in a hotel?
1: Yeah. And so I like got there sweating, had to change my shoes. Like outside was like, Oh gosh. And then when I got up there, I was like, the second-to-last person there, and I was 15 minutes early. And I was, like, cool. Glad we all have the same vibe of, like, we got here super early, but nobody was else was cool areas. enough to, yeah, all the interns. There yeah. were, like, 15 of us. And most of them, were like, lived in the area, so they, like, got in the Metro North with their parents' vibes. So I was the only one that was, like, I'm just trying to, like, get to know the city. I also practiced my walk to my internship several times. Which
0: is, which is smart because – if you're not familiar with new york city I'm, I'm constantly like you you think like oh i just have to get off the train but getting off the train is difficult sometimes and then you get disoriented and you i remember the first time coming up from the union square train station and i was like this is impossible there's 45 streets and they all change names halfway through and i like would heavily avoid the union square mm-hmm. um, train station because it was so stressful
1: yeah seriously yeah. I will say, I also have practiced arriving early and circling the block in a date setting, like because you have to like time it well, but you don't want to be like late and you don't want to like make a first impression of like a girl that's late, but it's like you don't want to be early. So I usually like I hover <laughs> until it was like the right exact time.
0: I do. So I am 100% on board for submitting this into the Good Girl Glossary. This is my food network though, like, for you. Like I have never been. I, I'm very Mary Morris of me, I was, bo- or Casey Musgraves, I was born on my due date, and that was the last time I was ever on time, mm-hmm. so, no, well, actually, she
1: was, haven't been early since 88, important, oh, okay. but yes, similar um, vibe.
0: but basically, I'm always late, so I am always sprinting somewhere, but if I do happen to arrive somewhere early, the anxiety of being early is so bad that like it often causes me to be late So I'm like, well, I can't be early. Uh So I'm still very good girl.
1: Yes. Well, I think it's funny because I would say from a social standpoint, I'm not always, I'm certainly not always early, but like for work's kind of stuff, I'm like so overly early. And I think, Mm -hmm. honestly, I probably have to be early because I'm afraid if I aim to be on time, I'll be late, which is what I do with, friend like social stuff I'm like oh yeah I'll be there by seven and then I aim like then I end up getting there at 7 15 or whatever mm-hmm. which I know is disrespectful and I'm sorry to all of my friends but <laughs> for work purposes I'm always there on time or early
0: yeah I, to everyone listening please know I'm not late because I don't respect you as a person I don't think I respect myself <laughs> oh, and we'll dig into that later. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not a you thing, it's a me thing. So
1: also in New York City, like if you're on time, so the gods the gods were looking after you.
0: It's really, yeah, it's really not up to you. Here, I mean, you can definitely do things to make yourself later, but yes. being on time is up to the gods.
1: Yeah, totally, totally.
0: Um, yes, definitely submitting, accepting the submission. Ba, 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 ba! Um, okay, so just one more left for yeah. each of us. Yeah. Okay, Um. so I'm going to go, yes, back to our youth, and I'm going to submit to the Good Girl Glossary, owning alternative Uggs.
1: Amazing. <laughs> like off-brand?
0: <laughs> no, um, like the not classic Uggs, but also off-brand.
1: That counts, okay. too. Um. I, had I need to, like, to know which ones you had, because if we had the same ones, I'm going to actually die.
0: I had maroon cardigan Uggs.
1: Okay, I had sweater Uggs. I think we're talking this. Cardigan the same thing. Did you have the ones with the big buttons? Yes. Yeah, me too. They were like yeah. the, the like mid mid height buttons. Yeah, and you
0: can fold them up or fold them down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What color yeah. did you have?
1: I had like a um just like a like a oatmeal kind of color.
0: Oh, okay.
1: But okay. I did I did before that have fake pink uggs, like Target Uggs for a long mm-hmm.
0: time. Mm-hmm. Loved them. I- Yes, I had fake pink ones and I would wear them to dance all the time because I could wear my ballet slippers inside of them.
1: Oh. And
0: so we just show up and like rip them off and go straight into ballet. Oh, it's
1: for a big like ballet moment because it was like mm-hmm. my feet are warm in here.
0: Yes. um but specifically alternative ones because i was like there's actually nothing more embarrassing than wearing a tall chestnut boot um i'm going to wear the different ones so i can be cool oh i also had these ones that i've literally never seen since but they were jersey like t-shirt material and on the outside it was kind of the same construction as the sweater uggs um but they were gray and they um yeah, they are like t-shirt material and they had the three big okay. buttons and then you folded them down and they were striped on the inside. Um, and I hunted forever for a discount for them and I waited for them to go on sale on Zappos. And I remember being like, Mom, I know they're $75, but they're all I want for Christmas is to be an Ugg girl. Um, and so I finally got them, which was very exciting.
1: Well, I think I think the good girlness of it all is like feeling the need to have the thing that everyone else had and like fit in. <laughs> but do it differently because you like think you're a little bit different. Very like, much cuz I had like pinks berries and I remember being like this is very cool of me that like mm-hmm. everyone has brown berries not me I have pinks berries and then this other girl in my grade got pink berries and I was like excuse me I am the pink berry girl. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: but yeah I think I think that's huge it's like it's like wanting to fit in but also wanting to stand out it's the balance.
0: It's the balance. Um, I do have a funny story about my maroon sweater Uggs. Um, so they became loose because they had basically no structure. Do you remember them, like, loosening over time? Oh, and, yeah. like
1: They were terrible. They were terrible shoes. And you couldn't wear them with anything. They looked horrible with everything.
0: Well, I wore them they, with my uniform. Mm. So Uggs with your uniform was, like, a big thing <laughs> in my school. Um, and they look, like, ugly, to be honest. But back to my sweater, so um, it was freshman year, and it was in, we would have gym class, like, sorry, like, health class in our gym. There was, like, a small room off the gym, but you had to cross the entire gym to get to the back of the room, Mm -hmm. and I, so everyone was, like, sitting kind of in the gym. It was, we always had review sessions before the final, like, a 60-minute review session built into our schedule, and then the final would be an hour and a half and during the review session i had to go in and out to like go to the bathroom or something and i tripped no less than like seven times trying to cross the gym and the we got to the point where people was just like laughing at me because it was silent everyone was just sitting in there studying and i just tripped like six or seven times and i was like i'm throwing these things away but i get home like i can't deal with the embarrassment
1: that's so sad oh Well, yeah, the sweater rugs. I thought I was so cool for getting Um,
0: like just And then maroon. I was like, I'm the epitome of class. I'm sophistication.
1: That is very cool. Yeah, we had a uniform, but it was like we had to wear a certain color polo shirt and we couldn't have logos. Like we had rules like that, but it wasn't like you bought like the school uniform. It was just like a very strict dress code in high school. And they did it. It was like a countywide thing. And you could you had to wear black pants, and so I wore my jazz pants. We had to wear these specific pants to jazz class, and I yeah. wore my jazz pants to school, like, literally four times a week. And they were these, like, spandex pants that were, like, skin tight, and then they had a little flare at the bottom, and I wore those with my sweater. Oh, I,
0: oh, I know the uniform, jazz pants.
1: Uh-huh. The polo blue polo shirt with no logo from old navy. The jazz pants or or you would wear a logo and you'd wear a scarf over it, because we were allowed to wear scarves of any color. And that was really the moment in time where scarves were the epitome of <laughs> accessorizing. I had so many scarves. It was such a moment.
0: Objectively a bad shoe.
1: Mm-hmm. And not even that warm in the end. Like No.
0: And I would get them I would like wear them in the snow and like slip and fall. It was Horrible.
1: Yeah, we didn't really have snow, but they were not shoes made for snow, even though they, like, technically are or whatever.
0: They're really not. are
1: they Australian, (laughs) actually, now that I'm saying this?
0: They're Australian.
1: The last thing that I would like to add to the Good Girl glossary for this episode is the word intentional. And it's very important that we discuss the way the word is used because I feel like when most people use the word intentional – It's kind of like a negative term. It's like, that was intentional. Like, wow, they did that on purpose. Like, that was bad. And the way that Christians use the word intentional is basically to mean that you are like, thoughtful in your actions. Mm -hmm. But it is, like, I have never heard a person who doesn't identify, honestly, with, like, the southern, like, evangelical-leaning Christian church, I have never heard anyone use the word "it's intentional to describe another person. Like, they are intentional, which I just, like, You go to a Christian wedding, oh my gosh, the whole thing is intentional. Everybody says it all the time. Like the preacher will say it in the like little homily. The people will say it in their toasts. But I once went to a wedding where like every single person was just like, he's so intentional in his heart for service. And every friendship he has is so intentional. And he's just gonna be so intentional in his marriage. And he's just so intentional and everything about him you know he's so intentional and when he reaches out to you it's so intentional and it's like that this word loses meaning I I just I find it fascinating because nobody uses it like nobody would be like let me talk about my friend and describe them as intentional except for a Christian person and a Christian person is the highest compliment
0: to a Christian person it's the highest compliment
1: a hundred percent yeah
0: that is very, yeah, like Christian terminology. We didn't say that a lot in Catholicism, but I know exactly what you mean. We didn't do a lot of like circular speak, I would say. Mm. I mean, we, like it was all like traditional language, like, but we didn't have a lot of like the modern isms, like the season of life thing. We like, I remember people would say that to me and I'd be like, you mean my, my teens? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think, I think it is. I mean, there's just such a, like, there's such a language of, like, people, and it's kind of like, like, when I went to college, I was, like, kind of taken aback by the fact that I was, like, I'm very Christian. I go to youth group. I go to Sunday school. I go to church. I'm in Bible study, and I was, like, I do not speak this language that y'all are speaking. It's like a dialect. It really is like a dialect and it was like the intentional thing is like huge. When you say somebody has like a heart for Jesus, a heart for service, blah, blah, blah. Like there's just like a lot of different words that people would use that I was like, I've never heard anyone speak like this. And it was so strange. Like also talking about your soul a lot, like that was good for the soul. Like that was, you know, I just felt at peace in my soul. Like that language, I was like, what are you guys talking about? I was like, can't, can't we just be normal?
0: (laughs) It's honestly like ostracizing. It is, yeah. And like, you've talked about like you, like when you got to college, like you felt out of place because of different things. And like, I know that that's part of it too. Like whenever I would go to a new church and like when I tried to be Catholic in college, um, I was like, this is just not how I did it. And like, yeah, my sense of community was gone. And now we're like talking in circles. And I'm like, what?
1: It really? does, yeah, it feels like you're, like, going somewhere else and you're, like, I am. I learned this language, but I'm not fluent in it. And it's, like, you guys are saying stuff. Like, it's, like, learning Spanish and then going to Barcelona. And it's, like, this is a different type of Spanish. Like, it's, like, the whole thing of, like, you're, like, I get what you're saying, but I don't feel like I can speak that at all. And I don't know. That was really strange for me because I felt like people... Really, in college, in this, like, and it's very young lifey, or like, or it's like, like campus crusaders or crew or whatever it's called now. It's like that world. And then it becomes this space where, like, if you don't speak that language, you don't belong. And, like, I don't know. I had an issue with that in college of being like, okay, I already feel like this is super exclusive. And then it's like, if you don't feel like you can, like, talk the talk, then you feel a little bit left out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't I haven't experienced that as much in New York actually. So I wonder if it is like a more of a southern thing, but it definitely like it was like the way that people at my church were times a million.
0: Dang. Well, I mean, I absolutely I'm glad that we got um, you know, some meaningful conversation in there. <laughs> yeah. You go from Uggs to um feeling included in your Christian community. Um, but I absolutely second the nomination of intentional
1: yeah and you know what we should probably do we should take back intentional we should just start using it all the time we should about anything and everything we should like think of the other things that people say because i need to make a tiktok about that i like did one of like how you can spot a southern christian in the wild and i never posted it so i probably should but it's, it's so real it's like it really really comes out at weddings because you're like Weddings are when you say cliche things, and so it's, like, if that's the way that you are trained to talk about people, that's, like, to say that they're thoughtful and kind. It's, like, like literally take a shot every time somebody says intentional. You will black out within minutes.
0: <sighs> His soul is so pure.
1: Mm-hmm. So pure.
0: So
1: pure. Just, like, the heart for Jesus. The heart for Jesus. And it's, like, what is a heart for Jesus? What does that even mean? I don't know. Wild.
0: Wild. Should we wrap it
1: up? Yes. Okay. So let's let's go over what we've added today. We've added the blanket rule, Panera mm-hmm. bread, Sophie's rolled once so that the white band is showing, performative journaling preferably outside, the Food Network arriving early and circling the block, alternative Uggs, and the word intentional. I feel very very good That's about it.
0: Right yeah, I feel great about this.
1: <laughs> it's it's really coming together nicely. Can't wait to publish it officially someday. <laughs> <laughs> all right
0: um, well listeners if you would like to submit anything for the good girl glossary please dms or email us at goodgirlsgonesad at gmail.com
1: please do and Sid, would you like to would you like to take the offertory plate
0: i would love to put my put my stuff in the offertory plate um you can follow me sid king at sid period the period king on instagram and i feel like i should clarify it's syd i don't know how have Maybe I'm just, maybe you guys just haven't followed me yet because you're spelling it wrong. And you just, that's why.
1: That's what's <laughs> happening. A hundred percent. All of our millions of listeners are like, oh, I thought it was like Sid the Sloth. <laughs> no, it's, it's sloth. not like Sid it's the sloth. sloth. Is the Sloth the name Sid? Is, am I right?
0: The Sloth is named Sid. Okay.
1: Maybe. I said it and it felt wrong, but yeah, I think that's not a why. And- I
0: need the Ice Age franchise to... I'm glad that it's taken a backseat, but it's on Disney Plus now, and I'm like, okay, can we stop? <laughs> Good. Um, you can also follow me on TikTok at Sid period, the period King. Um, You can follow me on Twitter if you want, SidJKing. And um, yeah, and you can come see us live
1: July at, 20th. Um,
0: on July 20th. Get your tickets early.
1: Please. Please, we would love to see you there at Club Coming, the famous Club Coming on July 20th. We would love to sell it out again. That would be, be really, really
0: cool. cool. We would really like that. It would
1: be super cool. And if you get your tickets in advance, they're $5 cheaper. So I would highly recommend. Yes. Awesome. Perfect. Also, in our last show, people did get turned away at the door because we had too many people come. So make sure you get your tickets early. Not to brag, but to, bur- to brag. fully to brag that was that was a moment to brag it's like if you've made it this far you should listen to us brag um cool okay you can follow me i'm becca stevenson you can follow me at the becca stevenson um while we're correcting our spelling stevenson is spelled with a ph fun fact um you can also follow me on uh tiktok and twitter at the real underscore becca And if you've been wondering why I haven't been tweeting lately, it's because I haven't had one single creative thought come out of my little brain (laughs) in about six months. I'm not doing great. Um, So please follow me. Maybe getting more followers will help my little juices start flowing again. Um, Yeah. And you can also follow Good Girls Gone Sad everywhere. And by everywhere, I only mean Instagram and TikTok. But we've got some funny little videos for you, some funny little memes. Please follow us and we will keep you up to date with our shows because we're hoping to do some, some traveling shows in the future. Right. Um, awesome. I feel like this was a very good episode of the Good Girl Glossary.
0: It was almost cathartic even.
1: Almost cathartic. Yes. Love it. Okay. And also thank you as always to our best favorite DJ in the world. DJ Skip to my Luke. Uh, You can follow him on Instagram at SkipToMyLuke underscore. He created our intro song that we love and we love to dance to every time we listen to it. Cool, cool, cool. All right. I think that's it.
0: I think so. Bye.
1: Bye. Oh, no. Okay.